Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of Friday Fire. It is Friday, May 14th. Um, Number one, I'm so glad you're here. But number two, as we always say, TFI Friday. Thank goodness, guys, it is Friday. And what a busy week we have had around here. So before we get in the show, I just want to share this and fill your in on what's been going on. Um, You know, they always say, be careful what you wish for. Um, I have never been this busy ever in my career, being real estate, being in media, being in consulting, uh, it seems like the blue touch paper has been lit and everything is moving uh, forward at great pace. I have seven deals currently in escrow uh, in real estate that will all close within the next three or four weeks. Uh, i got a, a couple more listings coming on the market live today too, so I don't expect those to be around too long given the state of the uh, real estate market. And you know, for those of you that, that, that do follow along, I've got three main sources of revenue. The first one is I own a real estate business called Live In College Station, which was really apparent, it was a really good name when the office was in College Station, and but when COVID hit, we decided to re-office in Bryan. So I also own liveinbryan.com as well, but uh, really my, my main real estate name, we're still sticking with it, is Live In College Station. Um, and from Live In College Station, I was making so many videos and so much media to do the internet marketing side of things. We, uh, we have a spinoff where I went and bought in my buddy Tex uh, full-time, and we established the Texas Media Foundry together. So we have a, uh, a video business where we do marketing, and we help clients set up their, uh, their onboarding videos, their training videos, uh, any kind of... Um, any kind of shit they need to do with media. There's so many people that have uh, have needs for this stuff and have no clue how it works. So that's really fun. Um, and before we get into the show, man, we've taken on two new hires this week. Um, I've got Tay, who is going to be uh, sliding in alongside my uh, VA, uh, Dala. And I'll talk about those guys here in a little bit. Uh, so she's going to be helping manage my schedule and run my life. And then we've got uh, Candace started over at Media Foundry, and she is actually going to be a full-time camera operator and editor. Super smart girl, just graduated um, A&M somewhere, like Galveston or Corpus, one of those. Um, anyway, she come back into town, and uh, so she started there. I do have some uh, some needs, though. If any of you listening want to toss people my way, uh, I could use a uh, another full-time sales rep to help manage the accounts that we're bringing in. Uh, Rob is doing a stellar job for us, uh, but Rob has... Uh, Rob has a gig. He's, uh, his band is doing incredibly well, um, touring the uh, <clears throat> touring the whole country. They're a, a Texas country band. He's the bass player, and they're doing real well. So I want to bring in another full-time sales guy to back Rob up and help with the accounts. And uh, I'm actually looking for a couple of real estate agents as well to come and help me manage some of these leads that we're generating and uh, and get that done. So uh, if you guys know anybody that uh, that would be a good fit around here, especially with our core values that we'll uh, we'll get to later in the show um send them my way please uh have them shoot me a dm at the uh at the small business surgeon uh facebook page and we can uh, we can go from there because i really am looking to uh, to expand the team yet again so uh, really really good month and um the reason i hired tay 
is uh, we're going to talk about that during the show. <laughs> Johnny says he'd come tomorrow if he could. I'd have you, Johnny, if you could make it, mate. Johnny is a friend of mine over in Leeds. So uh, glad you're here, mate. Glad you're listening. Um, and it's, it's good to see you. So the reason I hired Tay, this is really what we're going to talk about in the show today because um, she is going to help me uh, control my schedule a little bit more. And you'll notice we're rattling off seven real estate deals alex has two coming as well so that's nine closing in the next four weeks we've got more video clients than we've ever had we've got the art gallery opening i've got more consulting clients than i've ever taken before in my life and the way i'm doing it is by being in complete control of my time and today's show is about that it's about calendars and time so i want to ask a question you know show of hands for those watching the live stream right now um how many of you or or in the past have said i don't have time to do that you know, uh, let's see. I'd work out, but I don't have time. Uh, I would, uh, I would get this particular thing done, but I don't have time. I want to do this for my life, but I don't have time. How many times do we use that excuse, right? Because we've all got the same 24 hours in the day. I have the same 24 hours as Elon Musk has. I just don't have the same hundred billion dollars. But we've all got the same amount of time in the day. So the biggest kicker is on this from my coaches and from a uh, a guy that's now a friend of mine i'm very pleased uh, to call a friend he's an author he wrote the book unfuck your business uh, his name is thomas keenan and you have to take control of your time and divide your time into separate tasks and you have to get used to the idea of having other people work for you and before i go too far into that you really have to stop fucking caring about what other people think about you because when you start delegating tasks and when you start hiring people and when you start having people pick up your dry cleaning or you have people mow your yard or you have people uh, do your accounting or any of that kind of stuff, most people's reaction in the uh, in the general public is, oh man, I can't believe he's paying someone to do that. Who the fuck's he think he is? You know, fucking big dick over there. What's he trying to prove? And it's got nothing to do with that. I want you to think just a little bit harder and think just a little bit past the surface that, that most of the uh, most of the country operates on. And, you know, if you're listening to this, I'm kind of assuming you're just a little bit further along than most of the country. But your time is your only irreplaceable asset. It's the only thing in this world. I mean, minus your kids and your family, but that comes into time as well. But time is your only thing that you cannot get back you can't make more of it you can't do anything with it other than use it right so why in the fuck are you using it doing things that you don't want to do anyway to impress people you don't really know and you just do them all in a half-assed way and so many people struggle with this they struggle with the administrative sides of their lives you know why administrative assistants are entry-level positions right because they're entry-level skill sets I should not be 40 years old and doing my own administrative work. Administrative assistants are entry level, right? And so many people have a problem with this. I'll break it down like this. You spend Saturdays, right? How many of you spend Saturdays doing yard work? Um, now, I'm not talking about gardening. Gardening's quite fun. It's quite relaxing when you're planting food, fruit, you're planting vegetables, you're, you're doing that kind of stuff. I'm not talking gardening. Um, you know, that could be a quite a fun hobby. I'm talking about actually doing yard work, raking up leaves, mowing the grass, all that kind of just bullshit that nobody really wants to do. How many of us spend our Saturdays doing yard work? 
right? And let's say it takes three hours to do the yard, to mow it, to weed eat it, to put everything away, put everything up. You know, you can call a lawn care company and get them to do it for 60 bucks, 80 bucks, 100 bucks. You know, that to me says, man, I could buy three hours of a Saturday to do absolutely anything I wanted with for only $60. Or if someone came up to you and said, hey, Sam, will you mow my yard for $20 an hour? And say, no, that's not a good use of my Saturday. And yet here you are mowing your own yard for $20 an hour. Let me dig into this with, with, with business owners because this is one that, um, man, it, it comes up in the initial consult sessions so many times. Um, how many of my clients start out sitting up at night invoicing people at 11 a.m.? My own brother, I'll call you out, Will. My own brother, fantastic company. He's doing so well with his business, and yet he's sitting up at 11 o'clock at night sending out invoices. Why do we do that, right? How much does it cost to get somebody to send out invoices for you? What's that? It's about a $12, $15 an hour job, isn't it? Well, do you need them 40 hours a week? No, you don't. Of course not. But you hire a fractional CFO, cost you a couple of hundred bucks a week, job done, right? Don't have to worry about invoices. Don't have to worry about payroll. Why waste time on a $15 an hour task when your skill sets are worth significantly more than that? So if you want your life back, right, here's the exercise that I take everybody through. And again, this is something I learned from my coaches. I'm not making this shit up. This is, uh, you know, I'm not the genius responsible for it. I'm just conveying to you the stuff that I've learned that I think you guys will, uh, will benefit from some. So what I do, here's how to get your life back, right? You look at all your tasks and you say, can I automate this? Can I delegate it? Or can I eliminate it? And every single task will fit into what we call a time bucket, right? So in business as in life there are tasks that are worth significantly more and significantly less than other tasks and I'll, I'll go back to administrative assistant for a minute that is an entry-level position and entry levels are called as such because they can be done with relatively little to no skill okay you have got you're a business owner you've been owning businesses for a year for five years for 10 years for 20 years you've got a really really specific really finely tuned set of skills should you spend time doing entry-level shit? No, you shouldn't. So what you're going to do, you're going to make four different, well, five, let's say five different buckets for your time. The first bucket, I want you to call it the $15 an hour, the entry-level bucket. This is where your easy kind of paperwork goes. Not the complicated stuff, but the easy stuff. Um, your admin stuff, your scheduling, your calendar stuff, your yard work, detailing your car, uh, getting groceries, uh, maybe after school childcare, all that stuff that you can hire out for 15 bucks an hour. And again, a lot of people are raised to where spending money uh, is a bad thing. It's seen as a negative thing and having people help you run your life is seen as bad. And many business owners carry this over with them into the business. They want to put everything on their shoulders. They want to run it themselves. They want to say, nobody can do this shit as good as me. And I, I'm trying to explain a way around it to you. It seems counterintuitive to spend money, but you're not spending money. You're buying time. And as we get through this, you'll see how this how this works. So that first bucket's going to be $15 an hour. It's going to be your paperwork, admin bullshit, yard work, mowing the grass, washing your car, picking up groceries, all that stuff right your next time bucket 
is all the tasks that are worth between $25 and $50 an hour. So in that, you've got like your client concierge, your front end stuff, your lead follow up, where you need somebody a little more uh, trained, you need someone with a little more skill set. You've got your back end paperwork that uh, involves legal stuff, uh, especially for me, like uh, my transaction coordinator. I pay her $30 an hour, but she only bills me for the hours she works, and she's absolutely fantastic, right? So I can do all the legal paperwork required to uh, sell houses. I can do a lot more legal paperwork than that. I'm, uh, I was formally certified by the AAPL to do legal paperwork in oil and gas, um, but it's not the best use of my time. See, for $30 an hour, I can pay an assistant to be putting my paperwork together, and I can be making podcasts like this, or I can be making films and videos, or I can be consulting with other clients. I don't need to sit there. I need an understanding of how it works, sure, and I need to pass the exams that license me to do the work, but my assistant has passed the same exams, so she gets 30 bucks an hour, and I get back my time. So if right now I've got seven deals going on and Alex has two and they're all being handled on the back end by my assistant. Think of how much time that's freed up for me this week that I'm not staring down paperwork. Okay, so you got your $25 to $50 an hour tasks. Uh, Media Foundry, uh, those guys, my camera guys, they're all in that range, right? I can edit, I can shoot, I can make stuff work. I'm just not as fast as those guys and my time is worth more than that. So I take that off of my task list. Then you've got your 100 to $200 an hour tasks, like going out and shooting finally Fridays, like going out and um, recording Samuel's virtual tours. And then your $1,000 an hour tasks, like the ultimate you know, is the podcasting, the consulting, the helping other business owners build their businesses. You get into that $1,000 an hour mark because I've got time, because I'm not worried about the $15 an hour mark. So the way I did it was, you hire the assistant first, and then you move up and you fill in as much in the $25 to $50 an hour range as you can till you, your company stabilizes, you get good in there, and then you get that off your plate as quickly as possible. That allows you to move up to the 100 to 200 an hour tasks. And then you've got the ultimate tasks at the end of the day, the $10,000 an hour tasks, the non-negotiables. Um, I don't want you to think life is all about business because um, life improves greatly when you make life about life and not about business. So the $10,000 an hour tasks, the absolute solid non-negotiables, family time, time with my kids, uh, working out, exercising, um, walking, eating right, whatever, music night. I will not compromise on my music night. It's my one night a week. I get to hang with my friends and play music and be a musician and uh, play drums. I see Phil Everard tuned in over there. Phil and I had drum lessons together when we were little kids. So uh, it's good to see you, Phil. But those are the activities. The most important things in your life are invaluable, right? Staying in shape is invaluable. Having time with your kids is invaluable. It's irreplaceable. Those are the tasks that should go on the calendar fucking first every single day. And you back into them. So it's counterintuitive, right? If you think that I don't want to spend money on this, uh, but I can, I can go get, I can go get a kid, right? A college kid, a smart, bright, young kid that wants to work and pay them 10, 15 bucks an hour, right? And they can take, let's say they take 20 hours a week off of my plate. So let's put yourself, let's say you're, I don't know, let's say you're a solo insurance agent, right? And you want to free up some of your admin duties right if you spend ten dollars an hour for a 20 hour week and do it w2 and pay taxes and all that other stuff you'll be looking about a thousand dollars um a month out of your pocket but 
here's why it's counterintuitive because the small minded guy says, I can't afford to spend a thousand dollars a month on anything. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to spend this 80 hours of my time doing all these administrative tasks, right? The thinking guys and the business owners and the ones that are going to grow and get out of this shit are the guys that say, you know what? For a thousand dollars a month, I can buy 80 hours in my work schedule. Wow. Okay. So if I'm worth or if I'm operating at a level that's worth $50 an hour, by paying a thousand bucks, I've generated an extra 4,000 in revenue. I have the ability to generate an extra 4,000 in revenue. But when I start operating at that one to $200 an hour level, which probably most of you will get to relatively uh, quickly, when you start operating at that $100 an hour level, right, you just bought 80 hours a month of $10 an hour work that's off your fucking plate. So you can focus 80 hours on $100 an hour tasks and bring in an extra $8,000 in revenue and have a whole bunch less headaches and have a much better feeling about life for only only $1,000. Now, if I said to you, should you pay $1,000 a month for an assistant and you looked at your books and you said, oh, I can't afford that, that's the end of the conversation. But if I asked you, would you spend $1,000 a month to get all of these tasks off of your desks to never have to worry about the administrative side of this part of your business again and to put an extra $8,000 a month revenue in your checking account? You would say yes, $1,000 is a bargain. So again, it's counterintuitive. You've got to spend that money to free up the time to focus those 80 extra hours on the $50 an hour tasks. And then you move them up and you focus them on the $100 an hour tasks. And then you move them up again and you focus on the $1,000 an hour tasks, right? And if I focus for five hours on a $1,000 an hour task, guess what? It cost me hundred bucks to pay somebody 20 bucks an hour to where I didn't have to worry for those five hours about everything else going on in my business and I worried solidly about thousand dollar an hour tasks and I focused on thousand dollar an hour tasks and that's what I was doing right and I'm, I'm, I'm getting away with it scot-free it's costing me a hundred bucks it's it, why <laughs> so your 80 hours you're gonna spend on a mix of $25 an hour tasks and $50 an hour tasks um, like your yard on a Saturday, you pay a guy 60 bucks and you've got three hours to do anything you want for those 60 bucks. Flip it around. You say, would you set up and send out invoices at 11 o'clock at night for $10 an hour, please? And you say, absolutely not. No, my time's too valuable. And yet here you are as the business owner spending your time doing that. So by dividing your time up into time buckets, right, you can literally automate, delegate or eliminate any of these tasks in your business and you start buying your time back by literally hiring people in key positions in your life not just in your business in your life and the strangest thing happens because you're not focused on administrative tasks as much and because you're not going home tired and having to get out the lawnmower and cut the yard and because you call ahead to the store and you run in to the little park thing and they bring your groceries out and you don't have to go shopping your income increases exponentially because you've got more time to number one, focus on the goals of your business, and number two, focus on the other areas of the G-code. Okay, so you've got time freed up to focus on your family, you've got time to focus on your gratitude, your group, 
and staying healthy and eating right all by bringing people in and paying them it's counterintuitive i swear to god you look at your checking account you're like no way i can afford a thousand dollars to do this but it actually works because that thousand dollars is buying you all of that time block back to where you can use it on more and more critical tasks more highly skilled tasks and most importantly more highly paying tasks so that's what we try to do around here so the first thing you're going to look at is automating a process you look at something and say can this be automated is there a software out there that will handle this that will take care of this and everything else so uh, for me uh, my inbound leads they come through uh, funnels that we've built out and we have automated those funnels to where there are text message interactions and then if there's a text message uh, that is responded to then it's immediately called by a live operator that's all automated right I don't touch any of it uh, once the live operator contacts the lead they schedule the appointment they schedule them to talk with me we get on the phone and then business starts from there but I'm not chasing leads every day I'm not calling leads every day uh, calling the leads is one of the most important fundamentals of business but it's a skill set that can be taught and that can be outsourced and that can be taken care of by other companies so we've automated our inbound leads so that, that's one thing you can look at delegation right what I want you to get off of in the delegation part is that most people entrepreneurs especially think that only I can do this I'm the best at this I've got to do it I've got a fucking wake-up call for you your specialty is about 10% of this business this thing called business is your specialty so if you're a lawyer like doing lawyer shit is like 10% of it if you're a plumber fixing pipes it's like 10% of it if you're a hail repair company guess what fixing cars it's about 10% of it right 90% of your business right can be turned into standard operating procedures and any fucking monkey can be trained to do it your specialist area cannot that's where you need to focus. That's your 100 and 200 and 500 dollar an hour tasks are your specialist area. So a lawyer makes the most money when they are lawyering, right? A plumber makes the most money when they are plumbering, plumbing. But everybody loses sight of that. And the plumber says, well, I've got to do my own invoicing. No one will do it as well as me. And the lawyer says, well, I have to do my own uh, marketing. No one will do it as well as me. And that's not the truth. The truth is you focus on your specialty and we train other people within your company to do 80 to 90% of your job. So get off of that, only I can do it, only I care about it. We talk about core values, right? Uh, I don't wanna get sidetracked into core values. Um, we've done episodes on them before, I'll probably do episodes on them again. Just a heads up, by the way, everything that I coach, everything that I train, everything that I teach, um, I give away for free in these podcasts if you just listen close enough. So um, <laughs> if you want to hire me, you can, but seriously, just listen to the podcasts. Um, this is what I teach clients that pay me thousands of dollars to teach it. Um, so delegating is critical. And then we look at eliminating stuff. So can we automate it? Can we delegate it? Or can we eliminate it? Is the activity I'm doing right now justified? Is it something we need to be doing? Or is it something we can get rid of? And then what you'll have at the end of all this is a pile of shit that you can look at and say, all right, these are the tasks that I need to do. And then these are the tasks that need to be moved off of my desk. And that is how you can start controlling your time and your calendar and, and time blocking and everything else is by putting it into these little buckets, right, that identify what task has to happen when and what task is worth what dollar amount. 
So you really do, you end up with the tasks that you need to do and then everything else that can be moved off your desk and either automated, delegated or eliminated. And you would be surprised, right? This is pretty much the first day, the further second day of what I do when I'm onboarding new coaching clients. And most of them are completely shocked at how long they spend on simple, repeatable, scalable $10 an hour fucking tasks and there's a mental block in that that I can't afford to spend money I must I, I must control the cash flow going out I cannot afford an assistant I can't afford anyone to do this and what I'm telling you you can afford it because you're getting those $10 an hour tasks off your desk and you are able to focus on being a lawyer or being a plumber and when you're plumbing what are you making a couple of hundred bucks an hour when you're doing law what are you making a few hundred bucks an hour Right? When you do an invoicing as an attorney, what are you making? Nothing. When you could be out there podcasting, or you could be out there putting together marketing material, or you could be out there doing more lawyering, or visiting with clients, or going to networking events, or speaking at events, any of this kind of stuff, you're not going to get to doing that right? when you're sitting there at 11 o'clock at night sending out invoices. Get that shit out of your head. right? It's not your job to work in your business. It's not. Right? So, you again, you take that 10%, that's your skill set, that's your job. The rest of your business, it's your job to work on it, right? You build this little machine that eventually you grow into a big machine. But you build this little machine and the machine's job is making money, right? you got to think of yourself as the pit crew to the machine, right? So let's say it's a, a racing school bus and you've got five employees inside the bus, right? It's your job to keep the bus running. It's your job to keep the bus full of petrol. It's your job to keep the bus's tires inflated. It's your job to keep the bus's engine running. It's your job to keep the machine going because the machine runs without you in it, right? And until it can run without you in it, you don't actually have a, a real verifiable business. What you've got is a really fucking complicated job that takes all of your time, it takes all your money, it takes all of your energy away from living the life that you actually want. So uh, yeah, that's it from me. That is how to get better control of your time. That is how to make more money with the time that you do work at. And um, that's my job is to walk you through all this. So if you need help building your machine or if it's a little bit confusing to you, shoot me a message on Small Business Surgeon Facebook page and um, I'll see what I can do to help guide you through it. And uh, yeah, man, I really enjoy doing these shows. I really enjoy sharing what I've learned and um, I really enjoy the interviews that we do as well. And boy, I have stacked up a shitload of interviews for this coming month. We've got authors, we've got CEOs, uh, we've got Apex executives, we've got all kinds of people coming on the show and it's uh, it's really catching traction. I'm, I'm super pleased. So thank you for all the likes, thank you for the shares, thank you for the uh, subscribes. I, uh, I really appreciate it. And um, I will see you guys Monday with an interview that Kyle is, uh, is queuing up right now. I'm not sure who it was that we interviewed, but uh, I'm sure it'll be a great surprise. So uh, yeah, that's it from me and uh, be sure and tune in on Monday and uh, you'll have a great weekend. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you made it this far, you clearly liked it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share it with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you for your follow-up next week.
The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com. Ooh, yeah.